0: it's five o'clock somewhere time for the security cocktail hour i'm joe patty
1: i am adam Roth.
0: so adam this is a big day i am very pleased with myself today i I know know what you're gonna say it's really annoying me that's right for for all adam's talk about him saying i'm gonna get this guy i'm gonna get an israeli i'm gonna get this guy this this sex intel guy all his all his israeli security friends i booked our first Israeli on the show. So I'm very proud of myself. And today we are very lucky to have a great guest and we're gonna have a great show. We have Idan Wiener, who is the co-founder and CEO of Illustria, a, an Israeli security startup. And he's gonna tell us all about entrepreneurship. Idan, how are you today? Hey, very happy to be here. <laughs> Good morning. Great. That's right. Good morning. It, it is it is morning here, but we're but we're still doing a you know we're still doing cocktails. I'm, and Idan is in is in Tel Aviv, right? Yeah, yeah. Located in Tel Aviv. Okay, <laughs> that's right. So it's a, so it's a little a little more respectable for him. But uh, w- with his choice, we're drinking a little a little whiskey this morning, this this afternoon. Uh, we don't want to
1: encourage bad behavior, but you know well, we never lie to
0: our listeners, <laughs> so we do have it here.
1: It's the afternoon in, in Tel Aviv, so it's all good. Exactly, we're we're on Israeli time
0: here, so, that, <laughs> so it's okay.
1: And by the way, um, I what? have Shin Bet going after the guys that have not shown up for the podcast yet. I'm not even telling you what Shin Bet is.
0: Well, I I don't want to know. It sounds, oh God, we cannot. Tell okay, <laughs> can I cannot I tell me I probably I probably don't want to know. But anyway. All right. Um, so, Idan, I, you know, before we get into it, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, Illustria and uh, we'll talk about your your journey, which is super, super interesting.
2: Yeah. So very happy to be here. Um, I'm Idan Winner, the CEO and co-founder of Illustria. Uh, seven years as a Naval Academy officer. So I see a lot of correlation between managing a startup for being a captain on a missile boat. Uh, later on, traveled a bit in the world, uh, returned to Israel, uh, became product manager in a few companies, startups, but always wanted to create something from zero to one. I was eager to to start my own venture. And then I met my better half, uh, Bogdan, which is the city and co-founder of Elastria, uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, we met, fell in love,
0: and we have a little bit... Of- <laughs> <laughs> okay. (laughs) Well, Hey, sometimes things, things come together. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, And, uh, and yes, you, you do travel quite a bit. We actually met in New York at a cocktail party. So this is totally appropriate. We have great karma for the show. Exactly. So there are a lot of topics we wanted to go through, but, uh, I, I know, I know that when, when we talk, one of the things you're always it it's, it seems like and and you've said that this is the startup thing, getting customers. You like customers, customers, customers. So you know how how do you talk to your potential customers? I mean, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be interesting. You're you're showing them something new. You're talking to busy people and people who have a lot of people who want their attention. Um, what's what's it what's it like? Yeah. So
2: first of all, maybe a few words about Illustria uh, because we are cyber. Security. Oh yes, Illustria. <laughs> More about Illustria. Okay. Uh, we basically cybersecurity for open source. Uh, so today developers don't write the code from scratch; they use uh, open source libraries in the repository. Uh, but this ecosystem was built on trust. Uh, there are mainly bad or bad actors out there that try to harm organization and penetrate them so in elastria we have a gateway uh, to stop those malicious actors and eventually bring CISO's platform to mitigate and reduce all open source risks let's say
0: nice. yeah, so. yeah that that's a great space because it, it's we've mentioned supply chain risk but we haven't talked about it yeah. much but uh you know especially on the uh you know software development side whether you realize it or not people use And a lot of the stuff you buy is really open source. It's stuff that's out there that someone has written, and it's not. It can not only be of questionable quality, but there there are a lot of cases of bad actors inserting code in there, and then you just adopt it when it comes in. Um, So that's not that's not good. They help solve that problem, so that's great, awesome. Okay, so so let's get into it then. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about. Customers that I personally know there are a lot of people out there in the security profession who need this. Yeah. Um, But finding them and convincing them to sign on is is something completely different. Exactly. So,
2: first of all, a disclaimer all the insights shared here are based on my personal experience. So, I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong, but this is my, uh, let's say, experience, my personal experience. Uh, I think there are multiple paths to conquer a mountain. It, uh, throughout your journey, you will determine the best approach. Uh, so think about you have a brilliant idea and you talk about it with your friends and family and they praise you. This is amazing. Uh, but when you talk with you know, real customers, it's, it's a bit different. Uh, and we would say yeah. this is interesting, but the turning point would be if they will willing to pay for that. Right. And and then the discussion is
0: completely you know, changed. Uh, right, well, not just willing to pay for it, but also willing to take a chance on, um, on on a new on a new outfit. Because I know that as a manager, one of the things we'd look and say is, look, if we e- even if you're getting something at, at very low cost, or I want to invest the time with a yeah. company that may may or may not be you know around for a while? Exactly. To say it. Exactly. So first of all, you have to
2: find. The early adopters or innovators on the other side that they will, first of all, believe in you as entrepreneur, in the product and in the vision. And also you'll find this pain for them that you can solve. Uh, it's not easy to find them. It's exactly as find your investors. We can talk about it later, but <laughs> I see it as, as the same. And, and the discussion is changes because people can say, "Wow, this is amazing solution, and this is great." But the question if they will allow to put their face on your PowerPoint or they will agree to pay even two dollars for that. And it's not easy questions to ask. I remember that at first I, f- I was frightened to, to ask those questions because. It's not an easy question to ask and you, you 99% you get a no, but by, but that you understand eventually this will separate between your ideal and customers, like the early adapters to ones that only wasting your time. And it took me one year to understand that I can do 50 calls with, let's say security teams, but they're my friends. So they don't tell me the right. honest truth. And they also want to buy everything, but they're not always the decision makers, right? Exactly. Exactly. And this is another point. And, and this, it's not so easy. And it's okay. It's not easy. All the entrepreneurship, uh, it's a process. It's a roller coaster. Uh, I have a lot of, to, to say about it as well. But if it's, it's, it's long and exhausting, you're probably on the right path.
1: I know I've had plenty of ideas where, and, and, and Joe can attest to this, where I wanted to um, develop things and, and look for investors and um, put a lot of time into it. But it's it's like anything else. Good ideas don't necessarily mean you're going to make money and, and they're going to go to market. Sometimes even bad ideas do a lot better than good ideas based on who's marketing it, marketing it and why. And then the other side of it is as a person who's been on IT infrastructure teams and security teams, when we've had new products come to us in the first year or second year of their existence, well, like, well, how many rounds do you have of funding? How long have you been in business? How do we know you're going to be here next year? We've asked those hard questions and, and it's horrible. You know, it, it feels horrible to do that to somebody else who probably has a great idea. But at the end of the day, if you purchase that infrastructure, that new product and it, and that company fails, you look bad. So you have to find the fine line of whether or not you want to adopt that product in your organization, or you want to be safer and go with a more well-known product.
2: Exactly, and and I feel it from the other side. Uh, this is this is a relationship uh, that needs to we need to define, and and I'm trying to be very honest with my. Let's say customers, explain them the runway, as you mentioned, and also what are the features and, and the runway, lots of the product runway. So we can also develop things for, for those customers as they want. So they are part of this journey. And I think this is another valid point is to be very, in one side, modest, but also uh, very, let's say, open uh, to changes and, and also be very reflective with what is the situation and what you have and what not.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's really important. You know, you you need to sell a bit and, you know, offer stuff to people, get, get them excited. But at the same point, you can't, you can't oversell. But I think part of that has to do with the potential customers too. I mean, if, if you're someone who's, you know, going to be looking and, you know, everybody likes to do stuff. Everybody likes the cool stuff. And, you know, there are a lot of people in IT who probably think they'd make a great entrepreneur. So they want to be in in the world or whatever, you know, (laughs) and and sign on. But, but, you know, if, if you're doing something in a very, very, you know, stuff with a very, very early stage company, if you, if you want to get in and look at those kinds of, you know, kinds of products and companies, you have to have realistic expectations. You know, you have to say, you're, you know, you're dealing with a, with a, you know, small company, uh, you know, very small, they they may not be around forever. It's, it's, it's going to be a little clunky. The product won't be perfect. And even, you know, a lot of the the nuts and bolts, like, you know, like, like billing and, you know, invoicing and, and stuff like that is not going to be perfect. But on the other hand, the benefit is you not only maybe get the, I've always found that one of the nice things is you not only get, you know, the, Satisfaction of helping someone and being in the world, but also you might have the opportunity to uh, you know provide some direction to the product too. Um, at, okay. at least that I've seen, where it can help suit your needs. I mean, we, we've done that a bit, right, Adam? Yeah, but We're giving people laundry lists even of things
1: we love this, we absolutely. love this. But yeah. you know, if, if we if you look at our our relationship with some of our vendors in the past, we have actually when I say we, I'm not just saying you and I, our other teammates also. Yeah, well, everyone. They, yeah, we have <laughs> Even actually, though you really do all the work. <laughs> that's not <laughs> true at all. We have actually <laughs> helped certain vendors mature their platform by making recommendations and providing features and um, finding the right um, things to add to the organization where they've taken those features and given it to other clients. So a good customer can literally make or break an organization. You can find one customer who's your biggest advocate and you're getting 20, 30 customers later on in life. It's it's almost like a virus. They tell two friends and then they tell two friends and on and on. And then you end up having 30 people. Agreed.
2: And and we look for those customers. I'm, I'm waiting, and this is happening today, to get phone calls at midnight and say, listen, done your product is shit. Sorry about the language, but... This is how we can improve our product, because if I'm converting a, to a cost, to a paying customer and I'm not hearing nothing, this is not good to shape my product to get to market fit. So
0: it's, it's a journey and I agree. Oh, that's right. I mean, I suppose it's, I suppose you need to go into and tell me, but I assume you need to go into the mindset of the product is not perfect. It, it needs a lot of work, even if technically it works. you know there's a difference between having a functioning product and a secure product and something good, but having the market fit too and I would think you really need a lot of a lot of feedback along
1: the well, way for that. before you answer, I want to add to that. How does it feel when I'm assuming I, I've never looked at your whole your whole entire uh, organization's um, financial structure, but how does it feel to go into an investor to have a meeting with them, and they are telling you? what you need to do. It's kind of weird, right? I'm not saying you're bad people, but I'm saying being the CEO of an organization does not mean you're the boss. Yeah.
2: So this takes me to being a product manager and to ask the questions and understand what are, what is the customer, what is his need, real needs or pain and not what is really telling me because he can tell me about other stuff and then I, I need to ask the right question or do some manipulation about it. Uh, to understand if I can answer uh, crucial pain and people, you know, tend to ask things because they think it's, it's beautiful on the platform or just to talk about it. I mean, and it take, can take me left or right from the direction of product market fit. As you mentioned, this is, we need to also perform it in a very delicate way. That's why I feel as a product manager, it helped me a lot because, in in other cases, you are kind of like a polit- political. Sh- I mean, from the political point of view, you need to manage the way how to say no to ninety percent of of the let's say features or requests and be okay with everyone. Uh, so
0: is it is it really that much? Like like ninety yeah. percent? You really have to yeah, say no to, to, say to no. most everything.
1: Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> Wow, and you need to, and everyone. And, yeah, I was going to say everyone thinks that their feature is the most important feature, and you need it. Otherwise, we're not, we're going to leave your platform, and it's not necessarily true.
2: Exactly. So you need also to to manage that uh, from this perspective of giving people the, uh, let's say the, the atmosphere to feel that they can also say what they want to say, and on the other hand, say this. Okay, I don't see arrow uh, higher. I don't see clear usage of this feature and that's why it's not gonna be it's not gonna happen or maybe on the next roadmap or something like give a, a blur answer
0: yeah but i think that gets back to being you know honest with the customers and open because i i can't tell you how many times and you know, someone has has told us and and <clears throat> Excuse me, granted, this is not in, in startups so much, but in later stage, you know, companies where they go, oh, yeah, we're going to come out with that. Um, it's one thing if you say, we're going to come out with that, you know, next quarter or next year or something, and you see it on the roadmap. And if you see it on the roadmap, you got maybe a 50-50 chance of it getting there, unless it's like just in a few weeks. But when someone says, yeah, we're thinking about that, you know, the radar goes up. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We'll do that. They're not doing it. You know, yeah, and, I, and I suppose you need to be extra, extra Careful with those kinds of expectations at your stage,
2: right? Um, I think, yeah, it's, we are a different animal in our stage. So, lots of the requests uh, are a bit shifting, uh, but you know, the, 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 I tend to carefully think about every feature my customer wants, and I need to be to do it in in a delicate way, as you mentioned. I mean. Right. because those are my en- my engine and my people for the next customer if I'm doing a good job.
1: Uh, so, yeah. But I guarantee you, if you have a whale and the feature makes sense, um, you're going to be getting to work hard to get that feature done. And that's the funny yeah. part, right? That, those, those whales drive technology, and that feature is usually a nice big feature. And it's probably very expensive to implement and put in, into uh, development.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, have you been? I was kind of thinking the same thing. Have you been faced with that situation where a potential very good customer has asked you for something that just is not realistic, or even takes the product in the direction where you don't want to go? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow.
2: <laughs> we we found the, the, the middle that we can develop. Oh, you picture. did? Oh. Yeah. In in. You know in, a, in an mvp version uh, and he can be set i mean this company can set can be satisfied with that wow. so it's it's finding the, the balance that the middle yeah, that's how i
1: see it so you well have done as you oh, say cool. you have parallel products they're, they're both the same name and maybe one's like 3.51 one's like 3.52 where you can turn features on and off um like through checkboxes where people don't even know those features exist. Exactly. That's pretty interesting. Exactly. I never even thought about that. Oh, you do that, really?
0: Oh, because <laughs> that, sound, that sounds that compli- sounds no, that sounds complicated to manage because you have
1: limited resources to implement this stuff too and manage all this. Well, it's kind of like buying certain products. You know, every product comes with not every a lot of products come with multiple features, and like you if you don't pay for it, it doesn't get turned on. But the second you put that additional license in there those extra features get turned on. So it's, it's interesting. These are almost like Easter eggs, you know, hidden features that you don't know about. But if you have the MVP edition, you check that box and boom, it's on.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. I well, learned a bit about uh, products and, and customers. How about funding? I, I know that funding is probably the other big um, thing on your mind. Put it that way. I've, I've heard, I've, I've heard it described that with a startup, it's almost like a, like a video game with your health and stuff. You've got, (laughs) you've got so much money. And if you're, and if your life runs down to zero or your health, you're done, that's it. So true, Um, true. (laughs) Okay. Let's uh, shift our focus to the
2: interaction, interaction between investors and entrepreneurs, uh, which can be like, and like dynamic of basically dating. Uh, So like dating, both sides need to express interest, but it requires a delicate uh, dance. Uh, So basically the key takeaway is that when both parties are genuinely interested, uh, things progress rapidly. Uh, As an example, we got a term sheet uh, within three days. Uh, I need to, to, to talk with 100 other VCs before. Uh, but oh wow but like you know like dating when it's that you can feel it in the air. And it this is something that took me a while to understand. So if I'm texting a girl and she's not into me, you know, I need to understand th- th- and not keeping texting her. And this is the same relationship <laughs> with VCs. <laughs> uh, so it's one of those
1: oh, it's not you, it's me.
2: It's not you, it's me. Exactly. Uh, but also here, there are rules. So first of all, it's important to have an action item and at the, at the end of your interaction. Also with dating, right? <laughs> uh, this could be- Well,
0: that's a sales tactic too. Always have a, a follow-up. Exactly.
2: Right? And this could be scheduling follow-up, second technical meeting, specific date or marking event on the calendar. Uh, this signifies progress. Uh, if there's no action item, it indicates a potential problem of, of lack of interest. Now, VCs won't tell you what is the, let's say the real feedback here. Uh, and it plays a crucial role. Uh, they prefer to leave the door open always. So you need to come back uh, for your someone who did this connection and understand what is the real
0: honest feedback. Well, wait, so, so hang on. This is fascinating. So, if you have a VC and you have, you know, a, a conversation, whatever, and you know you you, you get whatever feedback, you, you try to re- read the tea leaves, as we say, with it. But if they're really ninety percent not interested, they won't say no, they won't close the door. You will get wow. an answer like "Thank you very
2: much, uh, we were impressed, and bring please bring more traction," which is you know, oh, it's really? like a generic. <laughs> yeah. But you need to decide
0: whether to devote time to that, then,
2: right? Yes. Yeah, so, so when I, it took me also a while to understand that. So this is another rule uh, that uh, always approach an investor through a warm lead. Ideally, you can leverage a founder who received investment from the same investor who knows you personally. And then I can talk with this my colleague, this entrepreneur, and ask him, "Listen, what what happened there?" And get, then I got lots of interesting feedback that I can also learn from them. Like, listen, your strategy is not uh, big enough. You as an entrepreneur is, what, what is not impressive. And you're not impressive enough. Uh, it's not always here to, nice to hear those feedbacks, but the, those are honest feedbacks that you can improve uh, from that. Uh, so it's important to go back and understand why you got
0: a no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and are they are they usually good with uh, with with telling you? It depends, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean,
2: everyone don't like to get like a, like a negative feedback, but this is the way of being entrepreneur is to get ninety nine percent of the day a no, and from every no, this roller coaster you're getting better and better. Because you understand this is part of the process, uh, this roller coaster, and every now you t- you're trying to understand how you can improve, and you understand maybe after two years, not sure what will be ten years from now, that there are other parameters that you don't really control, like chemistry, luck, you know, other fund who really needs to invest in in a cybersecurity right now. You need to start to, to align eventually. So you have to do everything you can to, to be the best, but also let go and understand things are happening.
1: So in my mind, I'm, I'm actually looking at your website and I'm looking at some of the, inv- the, the two investors, well, at least it looks like two investors. And I'm saying to myself, wow, you know, I want that. I hope, like if you look at it from a girlfriend standpoint, I hope she doesn't want to break up with me. I hope the relationship stays good I hope if we need to continue our relationship we might put more into it you know you're always worried about how that relationship's going to go because it's it's the honeymoon stage you just started dating you want to build trust you want to get possibly more money to come up with more features and continue you're always afraid you're not going to get enough clients these are the things that were in my mind when I wanted to start a lot of different products. The difference between you and me is when we talk about using language, you had more balls than me. So um but um I yeah, still have it ideas. Takes I still have ideas, but to go out on a to go out on that ledge and to jump and say, I'm gonna learn to fly is a big thing and I give you a lot of credit. But um it's not just about you, right? It's about the people that you have hired. Of course it's about the clients too, but we talk about the inner relationships, it's about your investors. It's about them believing in you. And I see you have your advisory board, which any company would have, and hoping that the advisory board points you in the right direction. So you're, you're holding a lot of cards in your hand and managing a lot of relationships. You're not dating one person. You're dating multiple people. Yeah,
2: perfect. Perfectly described. I mean, <laughs> it's like a delicate dance which you don't know how to dance, and OGT, you try to understand along the way how you do it. Uh, so mistakes are a part of the way, and that's why I like the you know the resilience uh, way because I feel this is the only way to to be better and and also be maintain a humble and honest approach. I mean, I don't know anything. I'm trying to be the best. I'm consulting with. Uh, let's say other entrepreneurs uh, that are more uh, uh, that raised around A and B and C that if I can learn from their mistakes, this, this is amazing. And this is like the process ongoing process to
1: try to crack the daily problems you have. Uh, And then you have to, then you have to worry about competing against uh, similar products. So that, that but now you talk right. about... And there's yeah and there's competition besides. So wow. I really like this part, okay? <laughs> because this is something
2: I I've learned through the hard way like everything here. When talking about your competitors, you always say okay, I'm not going to speak with them because they are my competitors, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so right. the answer is no. You um today I'm a good friend I know all the CEOs, direct competitors of mine, and we're talking and we meet. And this is part of, of the journey. Uh, it's, it's okay. You don't have to talk about your spicy sauce and how you do your, your stuff. But every startup has the, the giant in the room. And the number one question is from the VC perspective is why is the giant in the room is not going or the elephant in the room is not going to that direction? And we dealt with that question for 10 months until we sick of it and just met them and talk about it. And we got very interesting insights. Why not? So when you meet another investors and tell them, listen, we we met them. We know exactly what they're doing. We know why they're not doing it. The conversation is is, is changing. Uh, And this is a must, I believe.
0: Now, have, have you found in, in what you're doing where, you know, VCs think very, very differently and they invest in very different ways than, uh, you know, most people who have their retirement account or whatever, how they invest or day trade or anything. Um, you know, you talk about being, you know, I can understand you talking to your competition because they are also, you know, your community, friends, you're learning and everything. And believe me, long-term, you'll know them for, for a long time and be in and out of stuff. But, um, have you found that the, uh you know, the VCs, that they don't, uh, un, unlike a, a customer buying the product who picks one winner, do they kind of pick one winner who they're going to put money into, or even in one space, have you seen that they will kind of spread their bets around, that they will invest in a, in a bunch? Yes. Yeah, so it depends on the size of the fund.
2: Uh, I mm-hmm. know a
0: few funds
2: which are enormous, which, you know, invest in two very close startups on the same vertical. And mm-hmm. but beside them, usually the perspective is to invest in like one, you know, vertical with one startup. And because you don't okay. know what will happen, let's say two years from now. Right. And it's all about risks management
1: eventually. So, You know, it's, okay. it's I, I like the box as I've told you, right. And um, you get into the ring and you try to win that fight, but when you get out of the ring, you're hugging the opponent because you're friends with them, or, you, or you're cool with them, you like them. I can I can only imagine being in the same space with this with a similar product with people you might even have served with. I don't know if you have in the military or people that are your neighbors or people that you go to the same events with, and you're competing against them, and you and you want to beat them, but you want them to be okay. Because you you care about them. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one on top. You have to be the one that succeeds. To me, it's almost like boxing, right? Yeah. You you don't want to hurt the person sometimes that you're sparring with or fighting with. But you want to win and you want to come in first place. But you also know that person comes in second. They're going to have issues because they're not going to get the same level of support for the next fight. It's a very interesting place to be. Yeah. You know? For sure, I
2: I feel exactly as you mentioned, and and we ex- I exchange notes with my colleagues from uh, the same environment. Uh, we we are friends. We meet in in like occasions, you know. Same. It's a, it's a very. It's a tiny world. Uh, and and it's also interesting from the perspective of choosing a vendor. There is the 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 point that when this you know uh, customer. Ask. Listen. What do you think about those guys, and how you differentiate, and how you different from them? And then I'm saying, first of all, they are my friends. So, I mean, you, <laughs> you can choose whether us or them, but you, you've won. And and them, they are very surprised with this answer. Then we go back and, and you know talk about differentiators and how we can do it better. Uh, but we, I believe. We should, uh, you know, as it's mentioned in the ring, the box, we should,
0: yeah. Right. Well, right. Well, it's like, you know, whether it's boxing or whether it's, you know, sports or whether it's this, they're, they're your competitors, not, not your enemies. And, and in fact, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, we've talked about it before with the, uh, you know, I, I made a somewhat pained analogy about you know the Roman gladiators that they, they the loser did not always die because then there would be no gladiators it's it's the same thing here you know you may uh, you know your startup may not be successful yours or your or your um competitors but ultimately they' you know there are colleagues too yeah. you know and they're gonna go and go on and do some more some more interesting things and we need people in, in the industry you know the idea is not to not to crush them So I was thinking as Adam was talking about the, uh, you know, seeing your investors on the website, just you talking about that and the, and the rejection. So seeing those two, you know, two investors or however many investors you have, you go, that's great. But I guess from your perspective, then each one of those, you know, kind of multiply at times a hundred and that's the number of rejections that you got. And that's all you had to go through to get that. It sounds like. And that's just that shows a tremendous amount of resilience that that I think a lot of a lot of engineers, a lot of people in technology don't have. It's just not the mindset, you know, to keep failing over and over and keep going. I mean,
2: I don't know. Maybe we are, uh, maybe we are a bit crazy, uh, and, and <laughs> it's not easy to be very honest. Uh, sometimes you think, like, maybe I'm not good enough. Uh, But I think what gave me power is to look on my customers and understand that from their customers' perspective, they truly believe in the product and also in Elastria. Uh, Investors, we need another stuff here and not every time it will be ideal for both sides. And when I eventually let go from that feeling, uh, things became much easier for me uh, mentally. Uh, So, you know, we can talk about uh, mental health because this is a a important side of of being entrepreneur, Uh, you know, getting rejections, getting no's, uh, understand what people are saying, but not what coming out out of their mouth, but but what they're not saying. I mean, understand lots of things and, and gain like broader understand about the processes of people. Eventually it's a business of people and and you sell you sell to people.
1: So you don't I, I like comparing things to a lot of other things, right? Um I I always I always wanted to do like a ten minute stand-up comedy night, right? Where I go to a, a like a to a comedy place and I do ten minutes. I seem to think I'm funny, but you know, at the end of the day, like when you go onto that stage, you're frightened. And I can only imagine this is very similar to you. You want to succeed. You want to be the best possible person you can be. And you're overcoming all these objections. And you realize that most likely, for me, I realize I'm going to go on stage and get booed. But I still want to do it. Because I know if I persevere, if I continue on, that eventually things will work out. Because it's all about that mental attitude. It's almost the same, again, as boxing. You're fighting and you're getting your ass kicked, but you realize that this this fight is also mental. It's not just about skills. It's about, it's mental. It's how, how do I persevere? How do I overcome objections? How do I wake up every single morning and be the best possible person I can be and continue my organization and make it fruitful? Again, I give you so much credit, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 I can only imagine being in your shoes and I realize... I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes unless I've really been there. So to me, it's frightening. It's daunting, but I give you a lot of credit and I, and I think you're going to do very well. Not that you haven't done already. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Oh yeah. Well, we, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll second that. And you know, it's, it's funny, especially, especially talking about security, you know, we've heard and, you know, with entrepreneurship, yes, you have to, you have to fail. You have to fail quickly, keep going. Uh, There are those books from a few years ago where they talk about all this stuff, but When we're talking about information security, you know, I can tell you that as a manager being responsible for the security of an organization, repeated failure is not something that's encouraged, believe it or not. (laughs) So I I think, you know, it kind of occurs to me that, yeah, seeing people go from, you know, security to, you know, to entrepreneurship um, must be a very difficult jump. It is a very, very different um, experience than a lot of us are. Are used to. I think. I think the ninety nine
2: percent of the occasions you have are, let's say, on the on this roller coaster are going down, but this one percent is is so amazing. You know, when you close your first U.S. based customer, you no, know, I I can't really describe what is the feeling, and I won't forget it. I, I never forget this feeling. This is something that like. One of my top things that I experienced, like in mentally, like one and a half years ago, we were in a different place. Now someone genuinely pays us money uh, for a three years deal, multiple uh, deal year. And you think about this is amazing. So let's celebrate that with like a slice of pizza. Yeah, for 15 minutes
1: and then let's grind again and continue to get to know. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you oh, don't get, great. you don't get much rest. You know, it's, you can't focus on, on your success cause you have to get more success. But, but success.
2: it's important. It's important to stop. This, this is something that, you know, I understand today when you get these small wins, you need to stop. You need to cherish them you need to tell you, to say thanks to everyone, to your employees, to your investors, to yourself, uh, to your friends, everyone that supports you and try to celebrate and continue.
1: But I can yeah. only imagine being in that room and then they're giving you that yes, or you're on a, you're on a video conference and they're saying, oh yes. And you're sitting there screaming internally inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but yes. your face to them is like, thank you very much. <laughs> exactly.
2: And that's awesome. Maybe another thing that I want to discuss about regarding what you said Adam, it's, you know we can talk about things uh, for for a while but eventually it's relevant only if it's signed and absolutely you know that's right i i was celebrating uh, this occasion only when i got the email that you you see the the po and and the contract between us to them and this is signed and then you can celebrate because people say that's if right you listen, absolutely. You're it's you your amazing you have an amazing product, and I want to buy tomorrow, but the next day, they're ghosting.
1: So, Ida, I never did what you did. I've done sales, right? I've done everything from small electronics to selling um, uh, industrial lubricants, like you know motor oils and stuff like that. <laughs> that just and, sounds hilarious. But... Yeah, I know it sounds hilarious. <laughs> but as a, So, I've never done stuff to your level, but... I've taken risks, right? I've walked into clients that that didn't like the organization. I was told, don't ever walk into these clients. And I said, screw it. I'm going to walk in there. And then it felt so good that day to say, guess what? We just sold to blah, blah, blah. And they just bought They go, you're lying to me. There's no way. I go, yeah, I really did. There's such a feeling of success knowing that you've overcome somebody's objections. Because at the end of the day, you're not selling the product Sometimes you're really selling yourself. They're believing in you. The product is probably really good too, but they're believing in you. People buy people; they don't buy products.
2: Exactly. That that's why we. I'm coming back to where we start. As as I see investors as the same as are your new, your first customers. It's the same. It's chemistry. It's early adopters, innovators. They. They told me. I mean, my first customers told me, "Listen, Idan, we can buy other products. Maybe they're better. But we like the chemistry. We like what we are seeing here. We like talking with you. We like working with you. And this is why we continue to and convert this to,
1: uh,
2: let's say, agreement.
1: That's all." And and that's and that brings me to. I I go. I like you know. I like to eat. Don't say anything, Joe. I swear to God, I'll come to right now New Jersey. And I like to eat. Everybody likes to eat. Yeah, you just so, like to eat more. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so I'm willing to go to a restaurant where the food is just a drop, not as good as another restaurant, but the service is amazing because I want to feel valued. I want to feel when I go into a restaurant that they want me to be there, that they want to take care of me, that they're there. I don't need them to like be subservient. I don't need them to like. Be on my, 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 my feet every second, but I, I need to feel like, yes, is everything good? Do you need something? You know, that's what I like about certain products as well. When I was, you know, asked to pick from vet products, I, I vetted them based on the people behind them because a great product is amazing. But guess what? If I can't get the person when there's an issue, or I can't get my customer success manager. I can't get the, um, the developer people that w- can tell me why something's not working. Cause le- let me go back to like uh, Joe at one point when he was my manager, when I had issues, you know, I had a responsibility to tell Joe, Hey, there's an issue with this. It's causing this and this to the network. What do I do? I'm um, not that what do I do, but are you okay with me doing this? And Joe would say, yeah, but get it fixed. The responsibility is on me. If I can't get that 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 vendor that customer I mean that that vendor as as a customer, I'm screwed, so yes, I would go with a product that might have less features or not as maybe as technically proficient, providing I can get support behind it,
2: yeah, and to be honest, it's not for everyone I mean this is your opinion. other security experts uh, told me like listen it done. It's, uh, we're not there. I mean, we cannot invest time in that. So let's talk in one year when you have off the shelf products, always, I appreciate that as well.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that happens all the time. I mean, you know, I can tell you as a manager, sometimes it's, you know, you like, like I say, for things, especially that are, you know, early stage that, you know, you're going to have to, um, invest more time in and, and put more risk in, yeah. Sometimes you're just not in a position to do it and, and do it and do it right because you need to be prepared to, to do it. And, you know, sometimes, like you say, there's nothing till a, until there's a signature, you know, sometimes you're not dealing with the person who actually signs it. And sometimes their boss says no, or they just don't get the, get the funding. Cause, you know, in corporations too, it's like, you know, I, I tell people the same thing. I'm like, look, I have this budgeted. I, I, I have the approvals for it. I have all of this, but you know, anything can happen between now and when they you know when the signature goes on the paper who who knows it's tough
1: correct but mentally you feel defeated right but you but you also realize that that defeat does not mean it might be um it's not the end of it's not the end of the war it's just a, another part of it to go on to and uh, i'm sure that you persevere and you realize well i got an objection But now I'm going to go out and get a success. I'm going to get somebody who's going to say yes. Yeah, You have to push yourself mentally. It it is like a fight to me. It is like being in a ring. You know, round one, you lost. Round two, you lost. But guess what? If you can win round three and four and five, you can still win the fight.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can tell from an honest perspective that the first client from New York, this uh, deal almost like fell four or five times. Uh but wow. you know we're we're not here to to stop. So we found eventually the the middle. Uh but <laughs> it
0: wasn't easy. Awesome. Okay, so we talked a lot about uh perseverance and uh, keeping going. And uh I know we had talked earlier about you know sharing some of the some of the mistakes that you might have made along the way to, to help others. And we talked about some. Um, but you know, is there, is there anything else you wanted to, uh, you know, help out our prospective entrepreneurs with things they should be on the lookout for?
2: Yeah. So first of all, it's crucial <laughs> to, to actively engage with our competitors. We talked about it and right. remember that the process takes more time than you might anticipate. So building relationship and closing deals require patient and persistence. So I remember back then, like after meeting, I, Came like like met the season like you wanna you wanna buy last year like after one minute <laughs> 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 and you know it's it's absurd for me today to to come back to these meetings I mean where you need to like dating you know you cannot <laughs> uh, give a ring after like one one date right you need to right same. Okay. Uh, and and listening is is a valuable skill uh, I mean. Take the time to truly understand the customer pain points and, and this will enable you to tailor your solution effectively, but also listen to other p- people out there. If it's your advisory board, if, if it's your investors, I mean, they know what they are doing. Uh, and if you can learn from their mistakes, this would be amazing. Uh, so this is listening is, is a valuable thing. And, and also let go of your ego. So stay open to feedbacks and be yeah. willing to adopt and improve. I mean, uh, be humble. Uh, collaborations, you know, t- this is very important. It's a tiny, tiny world. You know, you meet someone and you meet them later, four four years later,
1: and and you know you don't know what will ha- will happen. That that's kind of a situation. I'm in now, uh, I mean, now I. I networked with somebody years ago and now I'm dealing with them again. People people tend to remember who you were and what and what you were doing. But I had this question for you, Don. You ever had a customer reach out to you and say, I want your product, I want your product now? Well, you didn't have to sell it? It was like...
2: <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet, but I'm... I'm no, this is something I'm dream on at night, so...
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, it's like a woman walks up to you in a bar, she's... You know she's absolutely like perfect. She has a conversation with you. She's intelligent, beautiful, incredible personality, and she singles you out in the bar and she says, "Here's my number."
2: So this happened to me. Okay,
0: <laughs> that happens to me, and
2: I say that this is but, a scam.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> this, this is the question:
2: if what is the catch here? Exactly. I mean, it can't be too easy. Uh, if it's easy, something is maybe it's a scam. I agree, Joe. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, the honeypot, the deception technology. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we need also to, to manage, I think stress, uh, stress is, is a big word in, in the startup industry. It's, I am, you know, I'm managing it by doing a lot of sports, um, trying to be healthy, trying not to work until late hours. Uh, because I understand today it's a marathon and not like a sprint. And I got one insight from serial entrepreneur who told me, like, listen, Idan, I understand exactly what you're doing. I love the grit, but you will kill yourself eventually. You need to stop and, and start breathing. So there are days that I'm starting late and going to the beach and just breathing. Uh, I know how to manage my stress level uh,
0: occasionally. Yeah, I think that's very important. There's kind of the, uh, you know, the stereotype. And I've heard people say, yes, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have a startup, you have to work 18 hours a day. And you hear about these people who, you know, sleep like, you know, three hours or something. And I've heard other people say, yeah, anyone who does that is bipolar. It just drives you
1: insane eventually. You know? And that <laughs> that's not helpful. Stress <laughs> is probably the one of the most dangerous things you'll ever experience in your life. Stress will eat away at you. It will cause you. It, I mean, I know we know this, but people don't realize. They they say, "Oh, I'm so stressed," but they don't realize what the body's doing chemically to its to itself. Yeah, and you're eating away from the inside. And mental health is probably one of the most strongest things. Even in my gym, uh, the the we we did it. We did um, a podcast with Sal, which was the owner of uh, FC Chaos Gym, and. He just put up recently on one of the mirrors, uh, a stress uh, thing, and everyone's writing, they don't write their names, they write down what their stresses are. And I would say 95% of it was all anxiety. And I can only imagine you have people, you're responsible who need to get paid. You have customers that are asking you, um, I need these features working um, and they're pretty upset at maybe at something. Um, and, And they're probably reasonable requests. Then you have you reporting to the um, to the uh, investors, and then you have to report to your own family, and you say to yourself, what am I doing every day? Am I putting my family in jeopardy, or am I putting somebody in jeopardy? It's got – you're getting hit from every single side, so it's not even a boxing match. You had a gang of 10 people jump you, and you're fighting them all off, so –
0: yeah. As you can see, Adam is also an amateur therapist. He's here to make you feel better. He's, he's a he's motivational speaker. He's completely right. I mean, <laughs> that's why you need to be crazy as
2: hell to do these kind of things. I mean, and you know, when people ask me if to do it, I mean, how how is it? I'm saying like, this is, this is, I don't know how to say it even, but you know how you started? You don't know what will be later on because it's a, uh,
0: Crazy roller coaster, yeah.
1: It's a challenge, if, yeah.
0: No, that's interesting. That's something I haven't heard someone say yet, and that makes so much sense. You know how it starts, but not how it ends. Huh. Interesting, <laughs> okay. And that's really tough for a lot of people. Many, many people cannot, cannot deal with well, it Well,
1: anxiety all. is uh, not knowing the outcome of something. Yeah, That's what anxiety is all about. And you're living with almost a permanent anxiety. Every day you're wondering what the next thing is, what the next step is. And even when you become... Incredibly successful, that anxiety does not go away. You're still always worried about that next step. So just being successful is not enough. That continued success is something that you have to thrive for. Correct.
0: Yeah, and I'd also say uh, you know something that we've hit on in in other episodes is you know if if you're going to work in security, I guess, or if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to love it. If you're if you're just doing it for the money, or you're just doing it, you somehow think for the glory to tell people that you're doing it, you will just drive yourself insane. And it sounds cliche, but you really have to love it because you're going to be doing a, a lot of it and it's not easy.
2: Exactly. But this is an amazing journey and I appreciate every step and the things, to be honest, the things that I learned during this you know, process. No school, no university, no worse. You you learn how to sell, how to do marketing, how to motivate people. You developing lots of senses which you cannot buy in other places. And this is um, I'm I'm grateful for that.
1: Real world is very different from school, right? It reminds me of that movie with. Uh... Uh, Rodney Dangerfield back to school when he talks about how, <laughs> how real. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Don, but yeah. he talks about real life experiences is very different from going to school for business. First, you got to pay off these guys. And then, <laughs> I mean, I might say that's how it is, but you know, you don't think about the real stuff, the, the real issues. You know, how do I get healthcare for my employees? You know, how do I, can I set up a 401k to attract these, this talent? Yeah you know, those type of things, things that you want to be able to do that they don't teach you in school. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're getting to the last call here. Um, it has been a great discussion. This is really interesting. I know I I learned a lot, learned I probably should not be an entrepreneur, but. Uh,
1: <laughs> and I learned the opposite. Now it motivates me to want to market one of the products I wanted to do. <laughs>
0: Uh, All right. Well, you, you know what? You know what, Adam? You can you can practice trying to get investors on me. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. right. Now, so we're going to we're going to wrap it up. Um, you know, please uh any final thoughts and and t- tell us a little remind us about Illustria and what you've got.
2: So, basically, we take security away from developers when they use open source libraries from the Wild West. And uh, we bring CISO's and security teams platform to let's say, better manage and mitigate all open-source risks. And today, attacks via open-source are on a daily basis. So, you know, it's, it's a different vertical. It's very scary. And we believe that developers should focus on development and not on security because they're not the security experts. Uh, so we, we can help organizations
0: better manage those risks. Yes, please check out. It's uh, illustria.io, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Ch- check it out. Um, it's really, it's a great product, and it's a really interesting space, too, and one that we're going to talk about a little more that really affects your security, whether you realize it or not. And uh,
1: Adam, you Are doing this- any
0: boxing today?
1: Yes, I, I am, actually, after I uh, go meet with some clients. But, uh, man, <laughs> this has been so incredibly eye-opening. I've probably been waiting for this podcast 20 years and didn't know it because I've had so many ideas as Joker to test to. And it gives me a little bit more of insight of what, you know, I can and cannot do and the level of, um, ambition I'm going to need in order to pursue that. So, uh, I really appreciate your insight, Idan. I appreciate your, your candor and I appreciate you giving us real open, conversation about uh, what it's like to be in this uh, space.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, I'd love to. And, and I believe everyone could, do, could basically do whatever they want if they truly believe in that. And, you know, this is their the real passion. So
0: thanks. No, that's great thanks a lot and we'd uh we'd love to have you back in a while because i'm sure you'll have uh continuing adventures in all of
2: this more dating basically it's more, just of, that's right
0: more dating stories exactly. it's a dating from the other
2: side that's it
1: <laughs> and we'll okay, have to meet great. up in new york uh for some drinks for sure in person i'd love to that's right
0: all right thanks everyone thanks Yudan. thanks adam take it easy